Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. I'm very excited. We have a special guest for you guys today. She's a beloved community member in the Becoming Boss Mastermind, and she's a very inspiring, amazing person. She also runs the business retreats for me in the Mastermind. So twice a week in the Mastermind, we host a business retreat where everybody comes and we work on doing a really specific project or outcome. So we'll work on welcome sequence or planning a launch. And we'll all get on the call and work together. I love them. We've been getting amazing feedback about them. Our members have been loving them. And I just harassed her on Instagram and she's coming back next quarter. So we'll be offering them again, which we're really excited about. And she just has an amazing story to tell. And I saw one of her posts in the Facebook group and I was like, we have to have Miss Carly on the podcast because she's so amazing. And I know she's going to inspire a lot of you guys. She inspires me and I'm honored to be her coach and to have her in the community. So without further ado, Miss Carly, welcome to the Breakthroughs podcast. <laughs> well, thank you for having me. This is so fancy. Like, I feel like I should be doing for anyone. Oh, you can't see me, but I'm actually bowing. I'm not dramatic. <laughs> I feel like I need to curtsy. Why don't you tell everybody a little bit about you and your business and what you do. Yeah. So um, in short, uh, my name is Carly. I'm a content strategist and repurposing specialist. That is a very fancy way, uh, you know, when you're talking to the parents, friends, um, of saying that what I do um, is I help small business owners simplify social media marketing. It's been made way too complicated for a variety of reasons that I have like 20 soapboxes for that we won't get into today. Um, but I teach I teach you how to make it simple and approachable and fit in your life because I don't think that anyone should be spending 20 hours creating content a week. I think that's ridiculous. You can work so much smarter. And on that note, too, another part of that is repurposing. So if you're creating an email, that better be three, at least three social media posts. If you're creating a YouTube video, chop that up, put that shit on TikTok. Like work smarter, not harder. And I teach you how to do all of that. I am also a single mom. I work at home and I homeschool. So for anyone out there who's saying that you just can't do it, yes, you can. That's amazing. Y'all hear that? Single mom works at home and she homeschools. What a, what what is happening? <laughs> That's amazing. Well, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about your business and where you were at when you joined the mastermind and kind of like what's been going on since then? Yeah. Um, wow. I joined the mastermind in January of last year. So I've only been in for literally a year and a month. And when I joined, I was listening to the podcast. We were doing a road trip on the way from Washington state to Missouri, where we live now. And we were literally stuck in traffic. And I, I, I was like, I can't believe that I did this. I promise you I was not moving. I had child my cats in the car. I was not putting anybody in danger, but I was like waiting for the email to come in because I had the notifications on my phone for when the mastermind would be open. And I joined when we were stuck in traffic. Like, I was like, nope, I need in. Because we had, like, three days of driving. I wanted to listen to content while I was driving. Um, so anyway, I, man, I'm such a short story, long person. Like, my dad, I talk forever. Basically, I became a single mom uh, when my son was a year and a half. And so from there, when my ex and I split, moved in with my parents, things were really, really bad for a long time. Um, and then I suddenly decided, like, I wanted to pull myself out of it. I needed to make it happen. I also have chronic illness. So I worked at jobs, but it was very difficult for me to work a nine to five in a typical nine to five because sitting for so long, it hurts. I've got arthritis and stuff. And so my body just 
hated it. I had jobs that I loved, but I couldn't do it. And I was like, okay, I need to figure this out because I can't be miserable. My son was getting my scraps. And I knew that I wanted to homeschool, but I was like, I cannot homeschool when I'm, you know, working 80 hours a week. So I really committed to my business. A friend of mine um, in another accountability group sent me this podcast. And I, <laughs> this is going to sound so bad, but I need you guys to listen. I listened to the podcast and I hated it. I was so mad. <laughs> I, I was like, I hated the podcast, but I binged it for like four days. I was like, oh my God, I hate this. And I hate her. And I hate everything that she's saying. And I like hate for four days. I, I drove Grubhub. So it was, and I was like, okay, if you hate it so much, turn it off. And I could not get myself to turn it off. And I realized it's because the reason why is because I was being so directly called out and like in so many ways, because what I wanted to hear was you're working so hard. Of course, things are hard and you're working hard and you deserve to take things easy and all of that. And being told so directly that I could take radical responsibility for my life was so angering at the time. And I went from hating it to everybody hating me because then I was like, no, you don't understand. It's, it's a thought, not a circumstance, mom. Like you don't get it. And then it just like turned into me knowing that I needed to be a part of the mastermind. I could not afford it for a while. I saved up for a couple of months to make sure I, I could join. And the moment I had the money I was in, I was driving on the way from Washington state to Missouri. I remember that so clearly in the car. I was like, okay, we're, we're in stop and go. I'm not going anywhere. And I joined. And we started listening to stuff that day, but that's, that's where I was when I joined the mastermind and I did not take advantage of the resources for such a long time, which I remember Becky, another mastermind member, a former member, love her to death. She was like, it took me about a year of listening in order to really take it and learn and do something with it. And I was like, oh, that's not going to be me. I'm going to be the star student. And I'm going to like, I'm going to be the one who beats everybody yeah, no, literally a year later and now my life is different. So I had my ass handed to me in more ways than one. <laughs> I'll have to put that in the advertising. It's good for road trips. There's lots of content in there. <laughs> so great. It's in there. You may as well. If you need four listen. days of things to listen to, we got you. <laughs> like, and that so was before I even had the vault. That was just me listening to like the last 30 days that was available. The vault is unlimited. You can listen for years in there. That's like a whole different portal. The vault is what you guys get if you join for a year, which is all of the replays we've ever done, which we do a lot of calls. These days we do a lot of calls in there. We were just laughing on the call last night. I was like, the mastermind used to be a Facebook group and one call a month. That's what it was when I started. And now it's like four or five calls a week sometimes, sometimes Mm -hmm. more than that, which is just crazy. So I would love for you to speak, especially to people that, and why I wanted to have you on was I would love for you to speak to people that are maybe having a down in their journey, because I've seen you have some tough moments in your journey. As a lot of us do, we always joke on the calls because we're like, (laughs) are they coach business coaching and strategy? Is it an emotional support group? I don't know. It's kind of both depending on the night going on with everybody. Right. And we have those, everybody has those moments in those groups where things just feel like they're not going to work. And it feels like you're never going to get anywhere. And it literally just feels like nothing is happening sometimes. Have you had moments like that in your business? Have I had moments like that? (laughs) Um, uh, Maybe one or two. Uh, Well, six months ago, I had every intention of quitting. 
I was going to finish up with clients that I have because I do both done for you services and education. So I had some done for you clients that I was doing your purposing work for. And I had a plan to phase them out. And I was like, all right, I quit. I'm done. I'm failing my kid. I'm failing myself. I'm failing my family. This is not working. Um, and for context, I was living with my parents. I was renting a room for my family as I had been for the last, I think it was like seven years um, up until like two weeks ago, um, living with my family. And it was very, I'm happy that I had a roof over my head at all times, but it was not a healthy environment at all. And it was very, very stressful, especially considering that I had a very different outlook on life than my family. And I parented very differently than my family parented. And so there's a lot of butting heads and I felt like I was failing everybody, especially my son. And I was like, man, I understand that businesses take time, but I need something to work. Like I need something to work. But last year when I was in the mastermind, I actually got like my dream job, which is a part-time job working for one of my favorite YouTubers behind the scenes, working on her social marketing. And that to me felt like a failure because I was not making the money. I'm making the money for somebody else. I'm back on hourly. Here we go. But this is a job that I still have to this day. We'll have at least for another year that gave me the freedom to use my knowledge and be myself. It's not like working for any of the other toxic boxes, bosses that I've ever worked for before. And this was crazy to me because I was literally underqualified for the job. I didn't meet the minimum requirements, but because I had busted my butt for so long to learn what I did learn, it got me this job. So in my mind, it was a failure because it was a, it was a J-O-B, but that was my effort, my skills, things that I learned over the last, you know, 10 years of trying to make it that got me that job. And that job gave me the freedom to take a deep breath and take the pressure off my business. The job still did not, because it's part-time, so it still didn't provide everything, but it gave me the ability to take a deep breath and go, I have money coming in every other week versus I have 200 coming in a month, which is what I had. Yeah, I had $1,400 coming in a month. And that gave me so much peace of mind to go, okay, maybe I can do it. But still six months ago, every plan to quit the business because things just weren't happening. What I thought weren't happening. I was like, I need the money and I need it now because I can't do this. All I wanted to do was get my son out of the toxic environment and get him in a house. And I could not do that. Nothing was working. My credit was shit because I was still, <sighs> anyway, my credit was shit. And then my, I didn't have, I didn't meet the minimum income requirements. I was like, I need you guys to understand. I can pay a rent payment. You let my bills be my business. Like I will pay your rent. Like, let me get a house. No one would take me seriously. Everything got denied. I was like, nothing is working. Everything is wrong. I must be a failure. And that really sat with me for a really long time. Then I found a place that I thought I qualified for, got ghosted by the rental agent. So I was like, okay, well, that's it. Like I'm done because that was my last shot. That was the last, you know, because application fees are expensive. I paid several hundred dollars just in application fees. And I was like, okay, this is it. I need something on paper to prove to these people that I'm making money. Not even two weeks after that decision, I got a client that paid me $1,000 in full and I worked with her for a month. And I was like, oh my God, this is it. I never had someone pay me that much money in my life. I was like, yes, I did it. And then the following month, she didn't pay. And I was like, hey, what's going on? And she's like, oh, I can't afford it. So breach of contract. I didn't know what to do. I was like, okay, here it is. See, it was too good to be true. Everything's, <laughs> Everything's falling apart. Here we go. 
that was four months ago now. And I was like, okay, well, I guess God's telling me it's over and it's done and I can't. Two weeks after that, I got another client who paid me $1,000 a month. And I was like, okay, well, I made up for that income, but now I need to make this extra money. And it, then I got a client who was paying me a couple hundred here, a couple hundred there. And it all of a sudden escalated to last month, me going like, okay, I want to make like my goal. Cause what face talks about a lot is impossible goals. And I was like, all right, I want to make $10,000 this month. That's what I want to do. Like, I don't really care if I do it. I want to be the person who shows up and makes $10,000 a month. That's what I want to be. Did I do it in January? No. I made 3000 I made, well, all in last quarter, a Q4 of last year, I made $7,000. I was like, man, I didn't make as much as I wanted, but that's more than I've ever made in a three-month period of my life. So I was like, okay, if I can make $10,000 a month, let's have to take that energy and condense it down for like one month. Didn't do it. I think I only made about $2,200. Last month, I was like, okay, I thought I got, a, I got approved for a house, but then you have the move-in costs, which are, there's the first month, there's a security deposit, there's the cat deposit, which is, those extra cat rent and it's like I live in a hardwood house it's all hardwood you guys what is my cat gonna ruin that's not mine come on now anyway and I went and got coached and I said okay what do I need to do I need to figure out something I need these moving costs I need to get out and um and also during this time as well I had thought the house of somebody else because I went and I looked anyway so I was like place of I lost it again it doesn't matter everything is gone and I was feeling so low I got coached during, during getting coached, uh, what Faith has suggested was to do packages instead of one-offs. So I sent off three emails and within two hours, I had the money that I needed to move after planning on quitting, not even six months prior, oh, about six months prior. And the reason that this is such a big deal is because I did not make, so I didn't make the 10K in January. I wanted to make 10K in February. I didn't do it. But I made $6,000, just over $6,000 in February. Oh my gosh, that's so amazing. Saying that out loud is very, I, I need everybody to understand why this is such a big deal. Because I what, I literally was making $200 a month. I don't get child support. Anybody who wants to say anything about single mom, like that's not, I don't get a dime of that. I had a roof over my head, but I was so responsible for groceries. I was responsible for me, for me for feeding my kid. Oh man, I didn't think I was going to cry. But two years ago, we were living in my parents' basement without plumbing. And we had a bucket to use for when we couldn't run upstairs. And I didn't want to go outside in the middle of the night. We lived in a great area. So we had a bucket to use and we had to go to the bathroom. And I remember Axel was like, hey mom, can I have apples and peanut butter? And I had one apple left and one side was bruised, but the other side wasn't, but the peanut butter jar was empty. And our parking spot was um, very slanted. So when you parked, and you had low gas, the gas wouldn't go into the car. So I not only couldn't afford $3 to go get a jar of peanut butter, I couldn't, if I wanted to even start my car, I had to wait till the following week when my Grubhub paycheck hit so I could have my mom bring me gas in a gas can. And I had to look at my child and go, okay, sorry, but I don't have peanut butter for your apple and peanut butter, but I cut off the nasty fucking pieces of apple and I gave it to my kid for dinner. And I didn't eat that night. Like I went, oof, sorry, I like got off on this whole tangent now, but like this isn't like just some, oh, overnight success. Well, yeah, it was overnight success in literally two hours, but it was on the back of 15 years of busting my ass. Yeah. And I told myself in that moment, I never wanted to look at him again and say that I couldn't afford a jar of fucking peanut butter. Like how low could it be was in that moment. 
And then last year reached that point where I was like, okay, I haven't eaten dinner in two days to make sure my kid eats. If I don't get it together, I'm going to look at him again and say, I can't afford a jar of peanut butter. And then all of a sudden I made $6,000 in a month. And now I'm living in a house, not a studio apartment. That was my budget was a studio. I was like, I don't care. I need to get out. We have a house. I'm looking out at my backyard, a large backyard surrounded by kids. And every day kids come and knock on the door to ask Axel to play, which is a whole other feat in and of itself because my child has special needs. And I planned on quitting. I planned on quitting. And I'm sitting here in my office. That's not my bedroom for the first time in my life. So I don't have to wake up and fall asleep to work. And I get to look out at the backyard while he plays with my two cats in this beautiful house. I don't have your, your typical success yet, but if I would have given my, if I would have given up on my business, I would probably be, I don't know, in a wheelchair by now. And I'm not being exaggerated on that because my body has issues and I would have had to go get a typical job and I'd be miserable. My kid would be miserable. And there was a point in my life where I planned on not being here. And that's where I felt myself slipping. And I was like, okay, no, I did it. I'm, I'm committing to it. And I'm showing up even when I don't want to, even on when I don't feel like it. And that's the biggest thing that I could tell everybody is like, it feels, it, everyone says to keep going until you see the light at the end of the tunnel and you're going to see it. That's not true at all. You're just walking in darkness. And the thing is, you're probably never going to see the light until it's so bright in your face. Cause it's not like, oh, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. It's there. It comes down. Like, um, all I think of is the molt. Oh gosh, what is his stupid name? From the Incredibles, the villain at the end who like has that big old drill car. I said, and I just watched it. I can't think of his name. But like that just comes through and busts open a hole and there's a lifeline drop down. It's not like you're going until you see the light at the you keep going until that happens. I reached a point so many times where I asked myself if it was worth it. And my family asked me if it was worth it. And my friends asked me if it was worth it. And everybody said that I was going to be all of, everybody decided what my future was going to be for me. And that was a problem because I didn't agree with it. And I said, okay, I'm going to do something different. Just going to keep going. And my favorite thought that I got, and it was within the first month of being in the mastermind was I just want to see what happens if I keep going. And that is the only thing that has gotten me through at all. Like, I know like this whole, I've been so like all over the place. It's so hard for me to tell this whole story in a straight line because it's so awkward and it's not your stereotypical inspirational story. And I, I think, think it is though. I think that's what success stories look like though. And that's why I wanted to have you on. And I hope people listening to this can see that, right? So if you're in a place where you feel like it doesn't, it's not working and nothing is happening and you just don't see how it's going to work. Like every successful person I know, like myself included, right, has been in that place where you're like, this is never going to happen for me. Like it is never going to fucking happen. And then it's like all the while, when you look back, you're like, shit, like things were happening at that time. Like I was getting skills Mm -hmm. I needed, or I didn't know this person was going to come, or I didn't know this opportunity. I was so close to it. Like I couldn't even, I had no idea any of this was going to happen. And I think that's a very normal experience. And so I just want people listening to this, like hear what we're saying. And it's not like, you know, I think this picture is painted often where it's like, oh, it's $10,000 months immediately. And it's like, you don't have to work and it's magic. And it's like, 
you know, I don't know any successful people that that's true. Like this to me is like such an inspirational story, you know? Yeah. And that though, that's the problem that I think so many people have is because there is that, like, if you're, I saw this TikTok and it made me so mad. If you're not making five figure months within three months of having your business, you're doing this wrong. And I was like, how, like, you're just a fucking dick. Like how, like you can't, like the number of people, that's why I felt like I was a failure. Now there, that's, that's something that I took on. I take responsibility for my thoughts and feelings, but that is so perpetuated and it makes sense. It's a good hook. It's a good scroll stopper, but that's not what success looks like for a majority of people. There are unicorns and unicorns are great, but that's not everybody. Should you have impossible goals and try to do it? Sure. But that's not what it looks like for most people. But the reason I have you guys do impossible goals is to practice failure and to practice Mm -hmm. who you are in failure and what you make and for people to reframe what failure means. So I think a lot of times people think we're doing impossible goals because I want you guys to make a bajillion dollars. And I'm like, no, I literally want you to practice failing. Like, I don't want you to hit them. (laughs) And people are like, wait, what? And I'm like, no, I literally want you to practice failing. (laughs) That was life changing for me. I remember, I don't know if it was a podcast episode or if it was a module in the mastermind at this point, everything just like blends together. But you had talked about how smart goals are bullshit, essentially. And I was like, no one has said that. Like it made, I hated smart goals. I, I was like, this is the dumbest thing ever. Like if I know that I can do it, I have no desire to do it. Like I know my brain, my stuff. And I was like, if it feels like, like if I can just grab this bottle, okay, I don't even gotta get up out of my chair. I'll just grab the bottle. Like that's boring as hell. But once I learned that failure did not mean I was inherently a failure, that yeah, that's the magic of it. It was like, oh, what (laughs) happens if I were to show up as someone who's already making ten thousand dollars a month? Did I make? Have I made ten thousand dollars a month yet? No, but my goal last quarter was to make fifteen thousand dollars, and I made seven and a half. I made half of that, which is more than I've ever made. My goal was to make ten k in February. I didn't do it. But I made $6,000. I made $7,000 last quarter in three months. Like, if I didn't show up with the energy of like, I just want to see what happens if I really show up as if I'm already that person, I wouldn't be in this house. I wouldn't be, I would still be living in my family's basement in a very uncomfortable living situation. Lord knows what at this point. But it was knowing that like, okay, I just, I want to show up and have that be my goal. And God, I was so tired of people telling me that I needed to like get my head out of the clouds and have something realistic and whatever. Like I was just like, okay, and I've got a stupid big goal for this year. I've got lots of them. I don't know if I'm going to achieve them, but I've already decided in my mind that I'm going to be the person who has. And I just want to see what happens. Because like if I can make $7,000 in a quarter, that blew my mind. And I can make $6,000, over $6,000 in a month. Like what's going to happen this month? And what's going to happen next quarter and next year and five years down the road. And like now things, the scary part now is that these things are attainable. I'm a business. Like, it's not like I have this thing that one day will have. It's I'm a business owner with clients and with people asking me questions. And, and I'm the, like, I, people look up to me, like I look up to my mentors And that is insane because I was told that I was too fat. I was too weird. I was too nerdy. I was too all the things that a single mom could never do it. A single mom can never homeschool. A single mom can never work from home. A single mom can never do what I did, but I did. 
like, and I knew that I was just tired of everyone telling me what I couldn't, couldn't do. And I'm not going to like go down that whole rabbit hole with why that's such a big thing for me. But I'm literally sitting here looking out my window at my backyard and I'm looking at my son's friend's house and his other friend's house. Like, how is this my life? It's not, there's a very petty part of me that was very excited to tell certain people about this because like I fucking did this shit without any of y'all. Sometimes like, we need it. a nice little I told you so moment, right? <laughs> not gonna lie, I appreciated every second of it. And I, I just want people to understand that just because someone else says you can or can't do something doesn't mean it's true. Just because you say you can or can't do something doesn't mean it's true. They're just offering you their own shitty thoughts, right? Mm -hmm. We love to like offer other people our thoughts. We're like, here's what I think about it. And people are just going around like, here's my shitty thoughts about money. Here's my shitty thoughts about what's possible. Here's my shitty, you want to borrow them? And we're like, a lot of times we're like, yeah, that feels true. Oh yeah, cool, I'll take it. (laughs) Right, but when you stop taking other people's shitty thoughts, I'm like, I only take advice from people who have results I want. And that's been a very Mm -hmm. good filter for me. And then I'm like, everybody else can offer me their thoughts. It's fine. Like, I don't need them to offer me positive thoughts or thoughts I agree with or anything like that. I'm like, no, you can offer me your shitty thoughts. That's fine. Um, I just don't internalize them unless they have a result that I want. We're running out of time. I'm going to have to come back on to talk about like content strategy stuff, but you guys have to follow Carly because she does amazing work with repurpose. She did a repurpose workshop in the mastermind last quarter that everybody was like raving about was like, make your content hustle. Right. Um, And Mm -hmm. she has amazing freebie that she's going to give you guys, but you got to go follow her on Instagram. She does tips on Instagram about content. And she's a busy mom. And this girl's fucking smart too, you guys. She's humble, but she understands the algorithm and how to grow an account and how social media works. And she really understands the ins and outs of it and is an expert at this stuff. So you want to go follow her. Um, your Instagram handle is, is it the content nerd? Or? It's that content nerd. I want to be the, but someone chuck it. But I'm that content that nerd content on... Nerd. Yeah. Um, cause I obsess over it. I get to say, I don't have to call it an unhealthy obsession anymore because I make money at it. So it's just my job. Um, <laughs> uh, it's that content nerd on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook. If it is ex- LinkedIn, if it exists, I'm that content nerd because I'm obsessed with all the platforms and something that I hear all of the time. And I'm so sick of hearing it. I love you. I like you, the person that I love you, but this bullshit needs to stop. I don't have enough content ideas. I don't know what to post. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. But instead, I'm going to give you 30 ideas to get started. So if you go to thatcontentnerd.com slash 30 days, the link is going to be in the description. It's going to put it in there. You're going to get a prompt every single day for 30 days. That's not only going to give you an idea of what to post, but it's going to help you get comfortable marketing your business and selling on social in a very approachable way. So thatcontentnerd.com slash 30 days. Go sign up and then you'll get your first prompt tomorrow. And after 30 days, you're going to have 30 days worth of content that you can just do all over again. So I love that. Yeah. She should be charging you guys for that, but thank you for giving it to them for free. <laughs> and Absolutely. I, love, I love Carly's social media strategy and repurposing stuff. Cause she's all about keeping things simple and getting things done. Like she said, she's a single mama homeschooling work from home, single mama. So if there's anybody that I know that can get shit done, it's the mamas out there. You know what I mean? So if you need someone to help you keep things simple and just get things done, you can grow your business without spending hours and hours and hours a week on content 
um, and she'll help you do that. So definitely go follow her, get her download. Thank you for sharing this story. And I hope that it touched some people out there. And if you're feeling like nothing is working, you're just two seconds away from the miracle. We just never know when things are going to change. And I just hope that you will hang on and you will keep going and let Carly be an example of what's possible. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me.